Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. There's only three things I know on this bitch of an earth. The PS5 is big. The McRib is back. And Chris Pratt is Mario. We're doing Hey Fam, right? Uh, yeah, believe it or not, this is Hey Fam. Uh, hey <laughs> Fam, welcome to Hey Fam. <laughs> um, I'm Andrew Levins. Joining me uh, today, very excited to have him back. Um, of course, you'll know him from previous episodes of Hey Fam. We have the one and only Angus Truscott. Yeah, thanks for letting me come back. Uh, I think this is largest recurring guest spot. Yeah, look, personally, I was against it, but the, the fans spoke for themselves, yeah. and you, you got to listen to the fans. It wasn't worth the liability for you, but it's worth the you know, it's worth the, the fandom and the adoration. And I guess it's nice that we can meet in the middle. I um, I just did like someone think that maybe letting you back on the podcast possibly the dumbest thing I'll do today, but I think I just did something stupider before we hit hitting record. Um, okay, I'm all ears. So, um, my daughter, Tilly, who is five, she goes, usually go, would be at preschool um, on, on a Wednesday. And um, she hasn't been at preschool for like three months now because of um, lockdown. Um, mm. you kind of, it's kind of frowned upon to send your kids there. Like the, the staff certainly would prefer you didn't, so we don't. Um, but every now and then, like, Every like maybe like once a fortnight, we would she would request to go to school early so she could have breakfast at her preschool. Um, right, that's like a service they offer. And we were always like, oh man, like it must be like an amazing breakfast that she really wants to go and have it so frequently. And um, my curiosity got the better of me, and I said, "What did you have for breakfast at preschool today, Tilly?" And she mm. said, um, "Wheat bix." <laughs> and wheat bix, I think, is the shittest cereal <laughs> of all time. Would you agree? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I think it's a, a good foundation for the, then, like, further cereal exploration. Okay, yeah. But it, in its in its like naked form, yeah, it's it, it needs a lot of work. But perhaps that's its. I don't know. Perhaps that's its. That's the beauty of it. Also, you are asking the wrong person um, about breakfast. You, you think, yeah, <laughs> all, all, all cereals are equally shit in your eyes, I guess. It is, though, not the shittest. I would put, like, a, just one of those ones that, like, are marketed towards 40-year-old, uh, newly divorced women. Yeah. Special just, K. Yeah, the, I like Special that K. Stuff to, I fuck around with That stuff K. to me is just, like, uh, and that's more to do with the marketing and stuff, because it's essentially the same as rice bubbles. <laughs> like, <laughs> or whatever, rice puffs, whatever else. they're called in North America. But, yeah, it's just, like, the marketing is the thing that gets me. Weebix... It, it doesn't beat around the bush. It's like, here's a fucking, you know... A brick of cereal. 
here's a brick of cereal, do what you please, you know, you can heat it up. Uh, it's kind of like porridge, I guess, in a degree, where it is uh, up to you how you have it. I guess if you leave you it, have it in, hot, in, in milk for so long, it does soggy, soggy up. And I, you look, can. When I do dabble in wheat bix, which was something I did do in my youth, um, <laughs> it would be uh, two or three. Like, I, I'm not a part of that toxic how many wheat Oh, yeah, totally. I could eat 12. Yeah, that's that, that's the that's that real. Um, I have two sausage rolls and like a a, a liter of dare before I start my job energy. <laughs> so, but I'd have like two or three, a bit of honey and some sliced banana, and that was not bad. You know, that was kind of like a nice little. Uh, that's that 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 is the what I've just done there. I've I've. I've let my guard down and shared the flavors I enjoy at breakfast. <laughs> That's actually just what my kids had. Yep, two Archie had two wheat bix, sliced banana, and a bit of honey on top with with a whole, whole lot of milk, because you know those wheat bix be sponging. Um, if, if they be you- sponging. Yeah, should be looking like. Um- the food they serve in uh, the Nebuchadnezzar in the Matrix, which we'll be talking about <laughs> in the next episode. Um, yeah. Which yeah, so I've that- watched twice, mind you, since uh, Incredible. we last spoke. Um, so, they uh, they requested... Oh, Tilly requested, can I please get Wheat Bix? Because she misses having it sometimes at her preschool. So, I got it. I got a when new When did you thing. discover that Wheat Bix was the, the hook for like the a few preschool? Like mu- a few months ago. It was just sure. so funny. Like she was so excited to go have breakfast at um at her at her school, and I thought like oh like there must be like everyone there, but no, she's generally like one of the only kids that goes gets there that early. She just like hangs out with her teacher and eats wheat bix. It's like the weirdest. So what was the what's on offer at your home that would make the wheat bix uh, uh, scenario better? We, I mean, got, besides your you, maybe we, maybe it's more about you and less about the wheat bix. We got we got bush honey yogurt with granola and strawberries. You know, we, we got a we got a oh, we got a cereal shelf. Um, a whole bunch of different cereals. Of Real different... Seinfeld hours. Yeah, I love a cereal. I love cereal. Uh, we got we got some porridge on lock. We got. Um, you Look, know... I wish I did. I just need to like shit extremely soon after I eat it, and maybe that's the point. <laughs> no, I, got, I don't suffer from the same thing. But anyway, I got I got a box of wheat bix. I specifically got something called wheat bix blends, which is like not just your regular wheat bix. This one has like mm. grains and a, and a light flavor to it. Oh yeah, um, I know the one. Yeah, because I've actually when I dabbled in cereal a month ago, I got the wheat bix bites which oh I, cool i had the honey and again i think there was a, a form of grain in there maybe a rice based grain and to me that was that, that that's that's good because you cut out the toxic uh how many wheat bix can you have um oh, argument that's how, how, ma- how many wheat bix bites can you have like no one cares no one wants to know the answer to that well, i don't think all wheat bix bites are made equal you know there are some smaller there are some wider there, i don't think there is as strict adherence to the like girth length and width as the usual <laughs> wheat bix so you kind of bypass that also the packaging is far more traditional cereal size it's not that custom wheat bix size again wheat bix has just never felt like a fun cereal because even the packaging you know there's no um mascot there's nothing oh, no, you, get, you get a not... sports person you might have someone swimming on the front front box right see to me that's not a mascot that's um that's just like you know a unrealistic expectations yeah, i'd yeah. rather have like a monkey with a backwards cap knowing i i could never be him but uh he could also never be me <laughs> yeah cocoa pops I, I monkey thus... of, of of the um of the cereal mascots cocoa pop monkey i think is the, is the easy winner because it's diddy no Kong. uh sorry it's um Tony the Tiger. tiger from the fr- yeah, Tony the Tiger. Absolutely. Yeah, great. At least he has a personality. <clears throat> he Tony the Tiger is awesome. Great. I mean, to can Sam, they're all pretty good. I mean, you could get a Smash Brothers situation going on with the Kellogg's characters. And it is funny, too, that, like, in Australia, at least, the other cereal companies, 
they basically know mascots are a no-go zone for them. Like, yep. Kellogg's have this on lock. Snap, crackle, and pop. That could be, like, your ice climbers, you know? Like, you need a couple of them, like, or Pikmin and Olima vibes. Oh, if someone, doing- someone's got to do a version of the Alvin and the Chipmunks who's getting the best head, and it's Snap, crackle, yeah, and pop. Yeah, Snap, crackle, and pop. Okay, why don't we do it right now? I'm going to look... I always found it weird that they had different names in the States, these, like, staple cereals. And I wonder if that's to do with copyright. Or- I'm sure it's, like, marketing teams going, like, oh, there's no Tony in uh, in Australia. It's got to- He's got to be called something else, you know? Yeah, who's getting the best head? I'm looking at like, their faces all do be looking. <laughs> oh, man, there's a Funko Pop of Snack Crackle and Pop. Perfect. Um, anyway, so I made the kids breakfast this morning and uh, I, yeah. I had five, five minutes until we hit record and I was like, oh, I should eat something before we record. So I grabbed a dry wheat bix out of the box and I ate it. And, Damn. Um, yeah. W- were you just trying to assert dominance over them? Or? I don't know. I just, I, you know, I've got to eat something quickly on the go and um, you don't, don't fucked, do that. That's though. That's like eating sand. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? And, like, I feel like I've like punched a bong. I've, my, I'm very mealy mouthed right now. Speaking of uh, versatility, um, I mean, the rice bubble really does loan itself to some amazing um, confectionery sweets that you can make, you know? Oh, yeah. I love a rice, rice bubble, rice bubble, rice, rice crispy treat. Yeah. That shit is like off the chain. Yeah. They're good. They're called LCMs here, but they're way better if you make them yourself. If you could be fucked. Yeah. I might make some actually. That's that. that this has spurred me on. Um, yeah. I'm going to make some today. Unreal. Um there was a kid at my school who, like, every day for recess it would have two dry wheat bix. Sometimes would have two dry wheat bix with peanut butter in between them, like a sandwich. Do you think that was like punishment for something he'd done, or was he yeah. in his own? Was he in his own like world of toxic um, consumption? I remember he would go back to school and he's, he would just have like fucking crumbs like all over his his jumper. Yeah. It, I'm looking at now. There's uh, in a, in the states, so they're called Rice Krispies in America, not Rice Bubbles. Yep. I, I am going to go out here and say I think bubbles is a better term. Uh, they do look kind of bubbly. Well, I mean, they definitely are crispy. But they also do look kind of like bubbles. Okay. <laughs> but in in the States, you can get cocoa rice crispies, which to me isn't that cocoa pops slash puffs. Oh, right. That yeah, just seems know. very, very interesting. Um, so this seems like a like a deep dive we could do the differences, but that that only you and I would find interesting the the, the like differences between cereals stateside and here. Yeah, only you, me, and three hundred pay families would find interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, drop a drop a. Oh, okay. They're called Coca Krispies in the states. Great. Well, look, save it for the deep dive episode, Angus, because uh, we look, actually after have... the Wachowskis were doing um, breakfast fam. Excellent. <laughs> The two, the two go hand in hand, as you'll see. Well, look, we, it's interesting because I'm someone who doesn't eat breakfast, so I'll go through and I'll buy a box of each of these and try them and trial it out for us. Just to, we'll just have to pause uh, pause the recording every five minutes so you can go shit. So I can go, uh, yeah, shit and dry wretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we actually are not going to spend the rest of the hour talking about cereal. Um, we're actually going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that hit last week. Uh, in which well, we, we did got- have this amazing like hey fam thing where not only once we hit stop to uh, not only did a Nintendo Direct happen but something of which I think is far more um, culturally oh my important god and yeah more uh, more trivial more has more more um, 
Well, look, just more. Basically, I know when I when I die, when I look back on last week on my deathbed, uh, I won't be thinking of the Nintendo Direct. I'll be thinking of Vin Diesel and his daughter duetting on a Hamilton track. Yeah, so we we, we talked about it. I feel like two weeks ago. Um, Vin- uh, no, it was last week. Was like, yeah, and Vin- he was he was rumored. He was like uh, Vin did one of his great uh, posts where you know it's kind of like. He's picking you up. The language he uses is like a... He's, he's always, like, playing hard to get. It's always, like... He's withholding little bits of information always. He's almost, like, negging you a bit. He's, mm-hmm. like, had a had a great chat today. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. that, like, early 2010s girl boss culture versus, like... Vin boss. Like, just Vin boss. But, yeah, he dropped... Um, he posted a photo of a tree, which, uh, I don't know, I guess... He did play Groot, so he knows a bit thing or two about botanical. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 tra- I, I trust his knowledge of trees. Oh, look, like you and I aren't going to be posting trees and claim to be the expert when um, Vin Diesel's around. But so six days ago, he posted a, a photo of a tree and he wrote, so my oldest daughter asked if I would do a duet with her ellipses. Also, I've never seen somebody who uses ellipses more in a punctuation than Vin Diesel, <laughs> which I think is like, I reckon that's how he like reads his lines as well as Toretto. I think that that, that means pause. So he said, my oldest daughter asked if I would do a duet with her. She, like my grandmother, is obsessed with musicals. Anyway, in between pre-production of the various film commitments, which I love that, that's just a little flex. Yeah. I scheduled a session. After we recorded, she asked to produce it. Ellipses. I just heard it. Wow. Ellipses. Mind blown. (laughs) You want to hear it? Or do you need more context? Ha ha. And that's it. It's like such a... He's saying so much without saying anything. And the top comment is uh, his on-screen sister, Jordana Brewster, just writing, yes, and a love heart. And so that was six days ago. And then the immediate next post... And while we were recording is, last week's Hey Fam, this dropped. Yeah. So it is... Uh, he posted it not soon after. And it is the song Dear Theodosa, which if I imagine there would be a wiki for it, because I want to see... Okay. So it was a three-minute song from Act One. <laughs> so I was at this point, I was like, is this going to be an original? Is this going to be Vin? Like, you know, maybe... Um, oh, I just got a like for your comment. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> it was a good... Oh, okay. Maybe that's the name of today's episode. I thought it was a good comment. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is a three-minute song from Act One of the musical Hamilton, which is something that you and I, I as much as we would have willed this, I don't think we could have even... Like predicted this? Could you? Well, this this goes hand in hand with the Mario movie casting announcements. In that it is something that we, I feel like you know, would joke. It's come very close to something we would joke about. But the thing that we got is infinitely funnier than anything we could have come up. with. It just shows that life is funnier than anything that any like. You, yeah, life is always funnier than than what you could ever come up with. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, is, is is Vin Diesel's daughter's name Alpha Angel? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is this a stage name? Has she, like him, adopted Alpha Angel much like how Mark Sinclair adopted Vin Diesel? Like, I would imagine stage names would be very much encouraged in the, in this family. Yeah, so look, we have Vin I've Diesel Googled, um, Alpha posting. Angel, and it's kind of just some weird yeah, tarot it is. <laughs> situations. A lot of anime um, avatars on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah... Alpha Angel official, I mean, it, it looks like it could be a clothing brand. Again, it's not followed by Vin Diesel, so I don't think this is the uh, Alpha Angel. Maybe that's just maybe that's just their name. Maybe this is their father-daughter. Maybe this is their Watch the Throne. So, yeah, he, he posted like a like several. Is it, is it, is it an uh, Instagram TV link or is it just one minute? 
It's an IGTV. It's three minutes and seven seconds. It is, I believe, shot on an iPhone. You can see, I kind of love that opening shot. It's her on a, a horse. Well, I mean, the whole <laughs> video is a- her on a horse. But then you also see Vin, his shadow filming, which some would call amateur, uh, but I call it like beautiful mise-en-scene. It's, mm. you know, he, he is there behind the camera letting her be the star. And that, without even, if this was a still image and there was no song, I would still say that is like such a powerful image, <laughs> like legitimately. It's something beautiful about that. You know what I mean? That's like Will Smith in the shadow of um, Jaden Smith's white Batman outfit. Like this mm. is the type of, this is the type of showbiz family shenanigans I can get behind. There's something very organic and you can tell that like this was all made in phone. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't called in some help from Justin Lin and the gang. Like this is just a pure passion project. Yeah, and he's throwing a black and white filter over it. Um, and- it's almost like a, uh, a pasteurized one too because it has that kind of... Uh, Sin City-esque comic book exposure to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah it, it looks it looks stunning. <laughs> and so then we have, yeah, his, his daughter doing, I would say, competent uh, for a child uh, vocals. And then here, obviously, it's a duet of, of, of the, yeah, again, the, uh, the, the Hamilton featuring song, Dear Theodosia, which I think is like a, mm. you know, a fan favorite, you know, the... the the one of, one of the many songs on that. On that is it really? Is it a fan favorite? I think favorite? it is, yeah. Um, well, it's a three-minute song from Act One, and obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the lyrics and the music, and it's sung by the character Aaron Burr and Hamilton. So it's normally, uh, I guess, two two uh, two gentlemen singing it. Uh, and um, here we go. Miranda wrote this song during a week spent in the Dominican Republic while they were visiting his wife, Vanessa Ladal's ill aunt. During this week, the couple met a small dog that they eventually adopted named Tobio, which means ankle in Spanish. Uh, the aunt died. Miranda has written that the song is the calm of the storm of our show and the calm of the storm in my life at that moment. I think I think Vin, who has also lost somebody close to him and made art as part of the grieving process, maybe he felt like a connection to this song. Yeah, so he, it's him. I mean, I am a massive fan genuinely of his cover of Stay by Rihanna. Um, yeah, because I, I think that was the first time we'd ever really have been exposed to Vin the uh, the, the singer. Yeah, um, but I, I don't. I, I don't think man. this is not suited to his vocal range at all. No, but I do think it's an admirable. I, I do like risk taking. I think yep. it's very admirable, especially it's when a, you're doing it for a family. You know, he's he's putting his money where his mouth is and doing something yeah. out of his comfort zone for his daughter. Well, look, this deep, uh, this very deep reading of the song under the analysis tab on the wiki for the song says it's a parenthood song, uh, which uh, is about the whole song, because I'm, I'm not going to listen to it ever again, <laughs> is uh, in the metaphorical sense about overwhelmingly impressing their parents by future successes. So I think that's actually quite, you know, maybe growing up in the um, the Diesel household, there's a insane amount of pressure placed on these children. I mean, not only are they living with, you know, Dominic Toretto and group, but they're living with Bloodshot and... Um, the the, the uh, guy from Riddick. Riddick, yeah. And Is the, his and name the Riddick? The Boiler Room and the Iron Giant. And, you know, there's like a lot of big names. Yeah. The guy who sold Street Sharks at the New York Toy Expo in 1995. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, but yeah, I, and, and I, I don't know. I think, I think it's, 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 it's stunning. And also it was covered by Ben Folds and Regina Spector. Oh man, that sounds uh, on wonderful. On the, 
on the no. Okay, if you think that's woeful, uh, that was on the Hamilton mixtape, which maybe is. I don't know. Maybe if we ever get um, yeah, five hundred dollars extra for one month, you and I can do a deep dive on the Hamilton mixtape for PayFam. I, I, th- I like think Georgia. I have. Yeah, because like we. There were various members of my household who will go unnamed that were quite obsessed with Hamilton for a while, and it was I would wake up. The only up- hint we will uh, have is that you were married to this member, <laughs> yeah. but the rest is we won't say who it is. Um, and, I, and I think I, even she didn't last like two songs of the of the of the remix album. Okay, well, if you think that's bad, there's another version which is sung by Chance the Rapper. Oh wow! So, <laughs> I think that one. I actually think in the in the overall ranking. Uh, without having heard most of them, uh, obviously Vin and his daughter, number one, just because of the story. Mm-hmm. I would probably then put Regina Spector and Ben Foles just because she has a good voice. Yep. Then I would put... I don't like Chance the Rapper at all. I'd put Chance the Rapper then because I hate Lin-Manuel Miranda and I'd put him... It's the original. Just, original gets the lowest. I think so. How would you say that power ranking goes? I, 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 well, I don't care. <laughs> as long as you put Vin but would first. You, would you agree with the reading sure. of that ranking? Vin, Vin number one, for sure. I'm, I'm sure... I reckon I might I might swap Ben Folds and Chance. Because like, I know, like, you know, a Ben Folds ballady voice doing Lin-Manuel lyrics sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but what about Chance the Rapper's baby rapping? But he and might do... Like, da, 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 da. I don't know. But if, the if worst thing those, about that then... Does he still do that anymore? What? I don't know. The worst thing about that is Lin Manuel Miranda going, "Yes, my hip hop musical worked." Now hip hop, <laughs> like I, I hate the the like um, the false sense of like uh, of accomplishment that would give Lin Manuel Miranda having him being like you know, uh, oh, uh, like you, accepted by hip hop community. You know Wait. that like Lin Manuel Miranda will like sometimes be lying down in bed, just about to hit, just about to fall asleep, and his final thought would be like, "Damn." I really did keep it 100. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I really did keep it 100 bleep. <laughs> he's, probably, <laughs> he's probably giving himself the, the pass um, without checking with anybody because he's, um, his hip-hop musical outsold, you know, actual rap albums. And it won an Emmy. I loved that. The, the, that was like the one good thing that oh, uh, that's right. it Hamilton Emmy did. It beat Bo Burnham. <laughs> it beat Bo Burnham and it made Bo Burnham fans very angry. Um, what which, I like then which is, is the, excellent. like, yeah, w- w- weird, like, drama kids w- would have been really torn that day about whether they were angry or happy. Yeah. It's like when The Matrix beat, I remember, um, The Phantom Menace for special effects in 99, and I was, like, I- I'm happy either way, but I was also, like, bummed that Star Wars didn't get it because of, like, it, you know, Jar Jar, all these, like, accomplishments, uh, mm. technically, but I was like, look, Matrix really did, did really bullet time the fuck out of that movie, so I get it. Well, you're going to have a uh, another big clash of of, of interests uh, at the end of next year, Angus, because we got okay. the the initial announcement within the Nintendo Direct. Like, uh, and there were some games announced, and we will mention them for sure. But overshadowing every game oh. announcement was out of nowhere. Miyamoto shows up <clears throat> in a like a forty looking, minute, looking really good. He's got a new hairstyle for the first time ever. He's traditionally worn it uh, kind of like a bowl cut. Um, but this was like the most dapper I've ever seen him. He had kind of almost like a quiff situation going on. Can I also say that you know, I had- love I love the cadence of the dude's voice who is the official voice of Miyamoto and um Oh it's, and, uh, I wanna Smash get him Brothers on the pod. Dude. I would um, love to get him to do our intros or something. I'm sure he's out there. Uh, yeah. his voice is like no normal person talks like that. The delivery is it's like he's 
he's he's he it, it is like he's adhering to the like the beats and the rhythm of the Japanese language. While yeah, I love using it. English <laughs> phrasing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, and we're going to hear a big chunk of him very soon because he's going to be, I'm sure, the uh, official voice of uh, Sakurai when he does the final announcement for the last Smash character. Um, and also, are we getting a like a Metroid direct soon? No, that the, the Metroid comes out in like a week. Oh, but I thought that uh, maybe I misread that. No, they announced that you can go to the Metroid website to read a bunch of blog posts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, wow. I've, like, right. I was I was eaten uh, during this uh, this Nintendo Direct. It was it was uh, one of their best in terms of like actually Autism. good announcements, bafflingly terrible announcements, and then just completely crazy shit that like it seemed like the good the- old days. It seemed like a real pre-COVID direct, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah, like so like towards the end of this direct, Miyamoto shows up and um he's like, I'm here to talk about the Mario movie. And then kind of like he talks about how he's been working with Illumination and um oh, my my favorite part of the whole movie was um uh what's what's the name of the guy from Illumination? Christopher something. Um I, I, I'm gonna um, figure it out for you because um, the the highlight of the entire movie was um, uh, the, the, so the entire part of like the, the the segment I guess I can't find it but he, he, the illumination um, guy was like he, he he's like Chris Melodondry and he called him like Melodondry son which I thought was very respectful yeah. um, well, the, mo- the most respect anyone has given Mel- Chris Melodondry who's that he's they don't even his name that's how little respect I have for him. Well, speaking oh. of respect, my favorite was the. <clears throat> we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it. Him describing Chris Pratt. So, <laughs> I like. Oh, what his name Look, is? Christopher. There Maradondry. are three things that I know about on this planet. The PS5 is big. <laughs> the McRib isn't back, and Chris Pratt is Mario. <laughs> yeah, I've ma- I've made that. By the way. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that'll be that'll be the intro on today's episode. <laughs> um, Siri doesn't agree with the casting. So they like I was expecting maybe like a uh, an image of of or like a a plot outline or maybe you would have like a quick uh, even a video of of someone who's been announced as a cast member or or although a little clip of like this is what Mario is going to look like you know in action in the movie I don't know yeah but here's inst- the voice here's something here's here's a bl- basic plot outline. Instead, they gave us um, <laughs> a headshot, a black and white headshot of Chris Pratt, who is going I'd to be say the voice Chris of Pratt Mario. At his most, at his most smouldering. I've never seen him look so like this. Is something that it's almost like his character in Parks and Recreation would do as a gag. You know yeah, what for I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, from that point, we we got the announcement of uh, of Princess Peach um, being played. I'm by- just looking at it now. It is like. My fate, it almost looks like a meme template. Like, it doesn't look official. It just looks like... I mean, this spawned so many memes afterwards, but just the Mario font, the M, Chris Pratt, then in, uh, you know, in air quotes, Mario, and just this smoldering black and white photo of him. It's just, like, the most jarring thing ever. It's insane. Um, Yeah, so the the, the girl from... Um... Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. I, I, I've, I've never watched anything of hers. Um, Anna Taylor Joy, is it? Yeah. Um, Courtney Taylor Taylor from Dandy Warhols. Uh, yeah. She's going to be Courtney Cox Arquette from yep. Friends. <laughs> um, they're going to be uh, the the voice of Princess Peach. Um, Charlie Day is Luigi, and like, okay, let, let's just go through all the announcements and 
Well, let's just go through. Chris Pratt, he said, my favorite, he goes, he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> I was like, remember that bit? He's like, Chris on. And it's just like, a, it's just it's just lingering on that still photo while a collective, like, plummet of stomachs around the world was felt. And then the first thing we hear before... um before confirmation that what we're not doing is watching a Nintendo Direct, but are in fact in some kind of insane, cruel nightmare, is the voice actor for Miyamoto going, it's Chris-san, he's so cool. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like one of the most baffling moments I've had. Uh, I was watching it with my kids. It, 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 the Nintendo Direct had aired at 8am on a Friday morning, and I was like, oh, cool, Like I can actually watch this one with the kids. I actually can see what it's like to watch one of these live. Um, how exciting. Archie can feel first-hand disappointment like his father does uh, on a, like, you know, every three months. And we were having a good time. Like, that Kirby game they announced is, like, like the most Levin's family targeted game they've ever announced. Like, we can't wait for that one. But during the, the, the movie announcements, I was like... I, like, my natural guttural reaction to every announcement was, Oh, no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And Archie and Tilly, especially Tilly, was, like, quite distraught. Like, what's wrong, Daddy? What's wrong? <laughs> and then, like, after, like, even, like, an hour after the direct, Archie would come up to me and be like, Dad, I'm really sorry about the voice, the voice, <laughs> voices of Mario. I'm so sorry about the voices of Mario. Like, and, like, like rubbing my back. Like, are you going to be okay? <laughs> Dude, that's pathetic. I love that. <laughs> but they, Not they, only they... does your son hate movies, but now he's definitely, like, got a personal vendetta against them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, Chris Pratt as Mario, Anna Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as. Bowser. I mean, look, I I'm fine with honestly the rest of them except for Mario. Keegan Michael Key as Toad, I think, is like bizarre but kind of inspired. Oh, I think it's perfect. I see Toad is kind of like. You know, he's panicky, he's stressful. Uh, Keegan Michael Key does that really well. You know, like a, a stressed out dude. We got Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, which I can totally that see working. That is inspired. Yeah, absolutely. That is like, and I think Jack Black as Bowser is like, you know, very Zach Galifianakis as Joker. Like, I do think that is inspired casting. Yep. I, um, I do honestly think the casting for the movie is genuinely good, except for the titular character. So baffling. We have Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. and uh, That's we, awesome. We have um, Kevin Michael Richardson, who we saw last week in Bound uh, as one of the cops. Uh, he's the yeah. voice of Carmack. And that's so funny because you brought him up. You were like, he does a lot of voice acting. Though I would have preferred um, Michael Richards as Carmack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take away, uh, you know, job opportunities from uh, people of color. But I do think uh, Kramer uh, appearance would not be amiss in this uh, remiss in this, in this franchise. Um, and then finally, uh, Sebastian... Like Kramer's Manif- uh, Luigi would be good. Just oh, sliding wow, okay. in the door. Like yeah, he's kind yeah, of tall, sure. gangly. Um, just well, maybe just give Julie Louis Dreyfus P. Actually, just recast the whole thing with Seinfeld. George's Toad. That's amazing. <laughs> oh no, George's Wario. Jerry is as Mario. That'd be great. Jerry's Mario. Oh, this is way better. <laughs> it's just hang on. Let's do the real cast and let's Seinfeld cast it after. Newman is Bowser. Oh, one hundred percent. Uncle Leo's Waluigi. <laughs> But um, and uh, George's dad is Don is Cranky Kong or Donkey Kong? Yeah, Cranky Kong. George's mom Cranky is Donkey Kong. Kong. George's mom is um, like which For- one's like Bitch Kong? For- Foreman like- Spike. <laughs> yeah. 
So the Sebastian Maniscalco, who I, I'm not familiar with what they've done, but um, I'm, I'm as familiar with what they've done as I am the character Foreman Spike, who uh, is a character in the video game Wrecking Crew, which okay. is from like a 995 NES game. I, like, I don't know I mean, why... Look, that maybe tells me that this will be leaning into Mario's past, you know, as an original donkey. I mean, you've got Donkey Kong. As a, an uh, original donker. <laughs> Yeah, the original DK himself. Uh, you know, this this might be tapping into, yeah, Mario's blue collar past. I mean, and look, Chris Pratt famously was like a blue collar guy, I think, before acting. You know, when he was finding his feet, perhaps he does come with the gravitas to perform a an Italian plumber. You know, <laughs> but then we got J- Charles Martinet, who uh, of course is, has been the voice of Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, and um, Wario, um, and Toad, and basically everyone. He. Uh, he will appear in surprise cameos. I, yeah, I was re-watching the video of uh, myself meeting him the other day when he just spouts maybe 20 Mario phrases. Very good shit. And I'm just like, this guy is a a planetary treasure. Yeah, absolutely. We must protect him at all costs. Um, so this is coming out on December 21st, 2022. You know what else is coming out then? Um, the third Fantastic Beasts movie. No, I don't know. Oh, actually, one week earlier, we get Avatar 2. So, it's going to be... I'm, I'm calling it now the best month of, hey, of HeyFam's life. We're getting Look, a- Tom Avatar, Cruise called Avatar it two. last year. Yep. The movies are back. <laughs> this this Avatar is the official week. Avatar 2 and the Super Mario movie. Oh, when is Sonic 2 coming out? Knuckle up. Um, oh, wow. April next year. This is awesome. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be a, a a very very crazy December 2022. What are you more excited for, Super Mario the movie or um, Avatar two? Avatar two, obviously, but Super Mario movie. I'm actually like very, I you know, I'm not at all dismissing it. I am very curious by it, and it's not in the like sick Sonic curiosity, which I ended up loving because of how fucking bonkers that movie is. Yeah, but it is more of a I don't know. I mean, look. Illumination, I don't love their films. Uh, I haven't seen one, so I can't. But, <laughs> you know, there are far worse choices to go with. I mean, Minions are huge in Japan. I remember the last time I was there, I, I, I always see like a movie or two when I'm there. And they were like a part of every single cinema like announcement, like candy bar, like mm-hmm. off turning off your phones. And like, this is years out of a Minions movie and like... The, the, people just are fucking gangbusters there. In fact, there's a Minions world at the Universal Japan. So, like, I think that, like, I don't know. I but Oh, okay. So, this makes a lot of sense. I would say this partnership has a lot to do with the theme park at uh, Universal Yes, absolutely. Which, which, yesterday, they just announced there's going to be a Donkey Kong Land next. And it better be voiced by Seth Rogen. <laughs> that is perfect casting, you have to admit. Yeah, it's killer. It's great. I, I would I, like um, Jonah Hill as, like, Diddy Kong or something. That would be awesome. Um, I was a guest on uh, this week's uh, Baseless Speculation on Sandspants with um, Dusha and, and Jackson, and uh, we went through what we think the Mario movie is going to be about. But, Angus, have you got any any like ideas of what this movie is going to be about? I, I would love it. And this taps into um, I, I, something that I'm pretty sure Miyamoto said once uh, when describing like the characters of you know he's, he's the Mushroom Kingdom. He was like, these are characters that... Uh, they're performing in each game. He's like, I think of them as actors. Um, yes. 
especially with the like red curtain stage exits in Super Mario Brothers 3. He was kind of describing why they play tennis in some games, why they race in some games and what, you know what I mean? He's yeah. like they are all friends. I would I would absolutely love it if that was uh kind of carried over and in like a Muppets movie-esque thing where these are just like people that hang out and like their job is being in the Mario games. And performing as Mario characters and like, you know, there's no animosity between Mario and Bowser, maybe just slightly, but it's not like, I don't want a one-to-one translation of the uh, video games. Like, I would like it to be, I guess, you know, uh, like Lego Batman style where like all Mario is before valid. Like, I'd love a Bob Hoskins reference. I would love just like a celebration of Mario, but I'd like these people to be aware that they are of the history and that, yeah, I'd I'd just like them to be kind of like not in the Mushroom Kingdom, maybe, but they're just, like, called on to do that when they play a Mushroom Kingdom game. Or Sure. I, my, I think that my, would be My cool. fear of them doing that, and I'm sure they are going to do something meta like that, um, the fact that Chris Pratt is involved makes me think, oh, he was cast because he was Emmett in Lego Movie. And 100%. This is, going, this is going to deal with Mario wondering if there's more to life than saving the princess every day. And yeah, it's going to be, like, a Wreck-It Ralph kind of style movie. Maybe. I mean, look, I, I would prefer that than a one-to-one translation of the princess is captured, I've got to rescue her. I'd like it if they were, like, you know, doing different things within the world of Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, given that we, we already know that two Kongs and a, and, a, and a foreman are going to be in this, uh, this, this movie, I'm sure more Nintendo characters will be in it in some way. 100%. Um, I want I just, a big appearance from uh, Captain N, uh, the yep, 1980s. <laughs> Um, Maybe Michael Richards can play him. I don't know. That just seems... <laughs> so, the Illumination movie lineup, and, like, this is a terrifying prospect for a um, a watch fest in the lead-up to Mario coming out, like we're doing with the Wachowski movies at the moment. I mean, you've got the Despicable trilogy. Yeah, Despicable Me, one, two, three. Um, you've got Hop, the, oh, yeah, the, the rabbit uh, movie. Starring um, that sex pest. What's his name? I mean, there really are too many to choose from. Russell the Brand, one. Russell yeah, Brand, Russell yeah. Brand. <laughs> um, Russell Brand, James Marsden. He's in it again. Here he is again. Okay, that softens the blow. But is he human or yeah, is he's he a human. CG? Out of work, yeah, that's human. That, that, that's awesome. Yeah, that's all I need. James Marsden is your go-to guy to like act against. He's the new Bob Hoskins from like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, you totally need- true. Yeah. Um, so they also did the the Lorax, the uh, Doctor Seuss movie. Um, okay, that's with uh, Danny DeVito, isn't it? Uh, I've never, you know, I've never, I've never seen the Lorax. Um, we've got Danny that's DeVito, that, Ed Helms, Zac Efron, Taylor Swift, Rob Danny Riggle, DeVito would have been, Betty White, and that, Jenny Slate. I know Danny DeVito is a name that's popped up a lot for who should play Mario or Wario. Yeah. Um. Then you have Minions. Um. The Secret Life of Pets, both one and two. Um. Sing. Famously, uh, Louis C.K. vehicle, the first one, and was then uh, unceremoniously the dumped for... Um, Amazing. Who, who is it? I think it's... Um, I actually don't know who it is. I can, I can find out for you if you like. But uh, then we've got Sing... We can just make it up. And The Grinch. Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt's in it. Perfect. Um, okay, The Grinch is... That, that's um, Doctor Strange, isn't it? And, yeah, um, and Tyler, the creator, doing the soundtrack. Tyler, the creator, doing the score. That's something I'm more into. Like, I'm not like, you know, oh, I've been into that. Patton Oswalt replaced Louis C.K. in The Secret Life of Pets too. 
Um, that dude knows how to play animals uh, with a CG. Uh, very true. You know, a Ratatouille yeah. twist. Um, <laughs> then we got... Maybe uh, he, he sits in a Louis C.K.'s hair, his balding hair under a hat, and uh, <laughs> pulls his hair and makes him jack off in front of women in change rooms. Um, so this year and next year, we've got Sing 2, Minions, The Rise of Gru... And untitled Mario film. So it doesn't have a name yet. So, reckon- so Sing 2, Sing movies, that just... I, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong, but that just strikes me as, like, after James Cordham comes, then they, they kind of scrape that up, liquefy it, and that kind of just becomes the film. It just exists as a completed CG film. Is he in is it? Is he in it? No, I don't know, not, but it no. strikes me as something he would be in. I have to say, man, the, the, the looking at the voice cast, it's pretty cool looking. Matthew McConaughey is is the uh, the lead, and his character's name is Buster Moon. Okay. <laughs> uh, then you got. Oh, you know why Reese uh, Witherspoon? You know why I, I thought it was him uh, because everyone's a pig in this movie. <laughs> um, Bobby Cannavale is uh, Jimmy Crystal. Uh, Pharrell plays a character called Alfonso. Nick Otterman, or Eric Andre's in it, Chelsea Peretti, Bono is in it. Bono plays a character called All Clay right. Calloway. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> He's sold. Um, that's that's a Sing franchise. Um, okay, so uh, the, uh, the character that McConaughey plays is a koala. So look, yeah. we already have an affinity towards that. Definitely. Um, then we've got, um, so before he started- Nick Kroll's a, a li- in it. Yeah, before he started Illumination... Seth MacFarlane is in it, and John C. Riley. This is like... Oh, wow. Sing's wild. It's a real HeyFam um, Avengers endgame. <laughs> Who knew that Sing to Peter Serafanowicz, Leslie Jones. Wow, a lot of these people we've spoken about. Uh, yeah, this is great. Um, so, look, they, they know how to cast a movie, which is why it's very surprising that they, that they made Chris Pratt Mario. I have no idea. I, I am wondering, yeah, I'm wondering also who the Japanese counterpart is. Uh, maybe that will inform it. You know, a lot of, Japan, a lot of voice actors do pick up the, the slack of their US or English counterparts. You know how, like, the same guy will be, like, De Niro in every De Niro film in Japan. Like, you become accustomed to those characters. I wonder if it is Chris Pratt's voice or it's somebody else. I think that can be telling uh, while we attempt to amateur hour break down why he has been cast. He's so cool. That's why. I mean, yeah, you look at Chris Pratt, you go, he's a guy who um, is a, you know, a rung below a fundamentalist Christian and (laughs) super right wing by all accounts and purposes from what we've heard and famously the least popular Chris. Yeah. And took that on his chin. Took that on his chin. Was not upset when he was voted worst Chris on Twitter, um, and, yeah. and and insisted that no celebrity tweet about what a nice guy he is um, no. to make him feel better. Absolutely not. I hope at one point, yeah, Mark Ruffalo has to tweet about what a nice guy Mario is in the movie, <laughs> or Sonic does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I I, I think it's obviously. It, unavoidable it, we are in a post lego movie world where the celebration of the franchise as opposed to like trying to do a one to one translation is what we of of like this, the the story beat is what we're going to get um i do think it has a great history i hope it plays with it as goofily as like the batman movie i don't know if it will the batman lego movie yeah, which I- you know had those great allusions to like the adam west like it was a big celebration of so many of the uh, Batman stuff I, beforehand, I would I love think that. It's, it's a much better movie if if all the characters have been characters for a while. I don't really want to see an origin style movie. They I, already tried that with the the live action one. 
Yeah, and they exactly, and also with Sonic, you know, it was kind of like an introduction to him. I would love it if these guys were just like zero introduction, like zero, like everyone's aware of one another. Yeah, I, but, but but with that meta feeling, I, I, I'm worried that we get like, you know, Chris Pratt doing. Uh, the older Peter Parker, what he does in Spider-Verse where he's like, you know, going through all of his like life's regrets and talks about making the, the, the Spider-Man Christmas album. And, and then they, they like, they, you know, reference Spider-Man three, all that kind of stuff. Like, mm. I feel like I can no, see I'm them into doing that They're, really clunkily. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who's writing it? Um, oh, I, I, I did know this. Um, I, I can tell you. The writer has a pretty funny, pretty funny um back catalog um matthew fogel is his name oh okay and matthew fogel has he, he actually wrote the lego movie 2 the second part okay that's so, uh, then again there you go that says a lot about the direction and he's writing um he's writing minions the rise of Gru. Okay, um, so he's an in-house uh, Illumination king. Yep, and in 2011, he, sure. he he wrote the screenplay for Big Mamas Like Father, Like Son. That rules. So, it's in good hands. Um, um, you know, next obvious question, who would you like to see as Mario? If you're... Or, I, I, look, like I said, I'm kind of fine with the rest of the cast. I think there's some interesting choices there. But who would you like as Mario? I guess, like, someone with a big, strong New York accent. Um, or sure. or just some, or like a really serious actor as opposed to like you know someone who's I, I'm already very aware of his shtick and I can't I can't see him doing another one. That said, man, I have to give Chris Pratt his his due. I I thought he did a great job on um what was that last Pixar movie that he was in with Tom Holland? Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, Undertale. No, Un- Undertale. <laughs> Un whatever. Um, Uncharted the- Four: Thieves End. How come I can't remember? I really liked that movie. Um, the Tomorrow... The Tomorrow War. That was what it was yeah, called? Jurassic right? Onward. World. Onward. Onward. Um, I thought he did... His, his voice work in that I really enjoyed. Even though it was just channeling, like, Jack Black in, in School of Rock. Um, yeah. Which is interesting considering Jack Black is going to be the voice of Bowser. Look, but- I, yeah, I think also, like... I guess this is, like, steering away, maybe, from Mario being, like, you know... It's um maybe it's some body positivity, you know. Maybe they're steering away from him being this kind of squat, chubby Italian man, and it's kind of like a big, you know, hey, love your body, have a mustache if you want, but also you don't have to sound like a caricature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't and know. I mean, look, he he is a fantastic everyday man in Lego Movie. It's almost literally like they went, we want the Lego Movie with Mario. Yeah, and I, I but there I is maybe too much of an innocence to him, which I'm not equating to mario mario to me isn't like excitable innocence he's a yeah. bit more chill yeah very true yeah i, don't I mean know. look i would like to see um i guess larry david as mario and um richard Beautiful. lewis as luigi i think that okay. is some yeah. very <laughs> they're new york you know they're like new york they're very uh they're jeff they're, garland they're... oh jeff would be fantastic as yeah. mario yeah that'd be sick I keep gravitating towards the Seinfeld extended universe, but, you know, for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, they, they are, like, I, I associate New York, uh, New York with Mario a little bit. I don't know why. He is that kind of, like, fake Italian that, uh, that yeah. 
New York. New Jersey. I mean, look, if he were alive, yeah, rest yeah. his soul, I would have loved James oh, Gandolfini. God, Mario. that would be good, man. That was my first thought. And um, Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher as Luigi. What, what about Joe Pantoliano as Mario? That is, he could be a good warrior. I think okay. because he's such a good villain. I, Val- I, I just want to trust him. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you reckon we get a weird sequel set up, like someone appearing at the end, like? Yeah, Sakurai comes out, and the sequel is Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Please just let me I think sleep." You know, Nintendo, here are some predictions. Yeah, we have a Miyamoto uh, cameo. Okay, yeah, like as Real himself. Life. Yeah, like Jackie Chan in Ninjago. <laughs> I think um, Charles Martinet's cameos will be limited to like. I think it's going to be like very referential of what a big franchise Mario is. So. Chris Pratt's Mario has like a Mario watch or something like that, or, or a Mario yes. doll, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. squeeze its tummy in. Or he's playing a Mario game, and he's like, "I can't believe this guy's me," or something like it that. Sounds nothing or like he- me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, look, it's you're never going to please anyone. I do the one thing I'm really you're never going to doing- please anyone. Is that? What- <laughs> Not when you cast Chris Pratt, but sure. you're never going to please uh, everyone. But I am really looking forward to, as as we just said, the the original one to one translation, which is the original 1993 movie, which was you know an era where you had to have basically a Kevin Feige approach, where you looked at the cover art of a game and thought, "Yep, I'll I'll write this uh, yep. <laughs> video game translation." And yeah, I do think you know we're in a world now where you know fans can bully. A film studio into changing Sonic. Uh, so there is, you know, a level of baby expectations that adults now have with these characters. And oh, there is yeah, not I, a chance Nintendo or Illumination back down from uh, from this decision to cast Chris no. Pratt. That's not in. No, them. Nintendo don't know how to back down from a from an insanely bad decision. No, I mean maybe there's another voice actor in the movie, and in four years' time, uh, it's dormant and they'll update it, and the voice will change, much like their Bluetooth. It's yep. just like a hidden. It's another character. It's another actor. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, so elsewhere in the, uh, in the Nintendo Direct... 
Um, mm. Was there anything that really like made you happy? Uh, I thought it was hilarious that I inadvertently uh, predicted oh, your Knights of the Old Republic prediction. I made a joke last week that uh, we, Nintendo would announce that the original um, Knights of the Old Republic would be added to the Switch, but not the remake version, just the shittier, like you know, the, not, not you know the the the, the twenty year old game. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly what happened in this direct, which. And you yeah. can almost guarantee that it will cost more than or on par with the PS5 remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just on the YouTube now, just getting a a like flashback of what not a, yeah, just seeing what was announced. Um, yeah, look, not not so much. No, it kind so of yeah. Monster Hunter Disco DLC. Elysium's good, but I've just played that. Yeah, uh, whatever. Mario um, Party, like more more announcements. There's a bunch of Nintendo 64 and Genesis games coming to oh, Switch yeah, Online. That was, yeah, that was again. I mean, they know what they're doing now. They know people will pay for that, but you know, they yeah, they've got to pay more. So I don't know how much more. Do you think it's going to be like ten bucks or is it going to be double? But the thing is, you know, and again, we sound like a broken record. This was a day one feature of the Wii and Wii U, and I just find that like. It's it's obviously not a technical limitation as we've learnt uh, with Mario 3D All Stars. Um, yep. But it, and also the Bluetooth hidden there. But it's just Nintendo doing what I think is not great business, like not best for consumer business. Yeah. Four years, almost five years it's into the cycle. Going, very odd. Oh, by the way, here's some Nintendo 64 games, and, and, um, you, and you can pay like eighty dollars Australian for a new controller if you want. Yeah. And the Sega Genesis controller, which doesn't have all the buttons that the Japanese counterpart has. Yeah, if you want the, all the buttons, you have to somehow import it from Japan. Because I was history. being hopeful, and a part of me was like, this might be the last direct before the end of the year, uh, which means maybe one of the last chances to celebrate uh, Metroid and Zelda's 35th celebrations, much yep. like the maligned Mario 35th celebration, but absolutely nothing. Not even like a prime which exists you can get the metroid trilogy i i, I write on Wii or something on Wii, yeah nothing like that um not even a set of all of the side scrolling games to get people amped for dread yeah that's bizarre. and just the only zelda announcement adjacent was that you can play the 23 year old game ocarina of time or something on- oh and, and and the the dlc for hyrule warriors yeah, it was just... Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Like, I, I go in expecting nothing and come out fine. Um, I've never played a Bayonetta, but I know that's a very popular game, so I'm happy for Bayonetta fans. Splatoon, I, it's insane that we have two Splatoon games, like, on a console. I'm, I'm ready to, to play another Splatoon game. I like that second one. The, the single player Yeah, I'm not, really I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just like, it's insane that that is the franchise that's had, like, <laughs> the most... I guess development and love on this console. Well, it's it's just so huge first party. in Japan, and yeah. and they, they love that weird guy who they always put at the forefront of the announcements. Jimmy, <laughs> that was that was the guy who dabbed at the Switch announcement. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. Uh, um, not, nothing else excited me. I mean, I know you're not excited for, for, for voice of collection. cards. Yeah, no. <laughs> They're like, you love the near games, right? Here's a card game. It's just like. Voice of Cards is, is such just... a great, tr- great square name. And also, uh, it's not called Project Triangle Strategy anymore. It's, it's called Triangle, Triangle Strategy. Strategy. Yeah, so it's good to know they haven't uh, strayed too far from the concept. Um, the Kirby game, look, I, it, it looks interesting. I just think it'll be like, for me personally, like a run-of-the-mill platformer. And I know that's good for you with kids, but that's kind of not for me. I reckon it'll be charming. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. 
I think the charm will be there, but I honestly, I see it getting like six and sevens. I think like the setting looks cool, but I think like mechanics, etc. I'm very dubious about it. It might yeah. be like a Bellum Wonderland or whatever. I'm just getting. <laughs> no, that's it's what I'm be getting. Way better than that. Um, the the Castlevania Advance Collection, which is exactly what I want them to do with Metroid as well. But this is sick. It's all the Game Boy Advance um, mm. Castlevania games, and it's only like thirty bucks for all three of them. That's like that's good pricing. Like, and yeah, it's, you'd it's pay good... way more trying to hunt down the originals. On so eBay. much more. They're like a hundred bucks over and over if you want to try and track down the individual cartridges. Yeah, it's um. Look, I think. Yeah, most of it I was like, whatever about. And I was more happy for other people. I was happy for Bayonetta fans. Maybe I'll play Bayonetta. I've just never touched it before. For no reason other than, like, I guess, you know, it came out at a time when I wasn't into, like, busty librarian-esque looking <laughs> gun toters, which is weird for me. But, yep. I, I, you know, I'd be kind of keen to check it. Um, Square also announced um, the, a remake of um, the SNES game Act Razor. Did you ever play that? No, what's it, it called? Act Razor. It's so it, it was a game where it's like a um like a platforming kind of brawler, but then it's also a town builder. So like for for like oh, those yeah. days, like a very very like unique game. Um, I've only played like a a, a ba- I, I remember I bought a um a Game Boy Advance SP that had that preloaded on it, like a pirated copy, and so I played a little bit of it there. It's really good. I'm not super into the visual style of the remake, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, I think it looks cool. Um, it's called Act Razor Renaissance, which you know, as far as oh, okay. square square naming um, uh, their old games like with dumb names, this is actually not as dumb as I was expecting. Um, so I'll give yeah. that a shot. Um, and then I was very excited that the second chapter for Delta Rune is. Um, oh yeah, that's a free update, isn't free it? Free update on the Switch. Um, I don't know what Toby Fox plans to do in terms of making money off the Delta Rune games because that's two chapters now that have been completely free. But that's fucking cool. I loved the first chapter. Did you play it? No, not yet, but I love Undertale. I, I, maybe I'll play it now that they're both out. Yeah, man, you'd love it, man. It's so much fun. The, and the soundtrack fucking whips. Very good. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, that, was a, that was a cool direct. Like, there's plenty, plenty of things coming out, that's for sure. Um, it's I, crazy I, I, that we're almost at the uh, fifth year of this console. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people are expecting, like, oh, yeah, they're going to announce the next thing soon. But I can see nah, them just I don't of, think like, so. sitting on this for a while. I um, see them sitting on this for at least another three years crazy um the worst thing that's happening to me right now is that um as all of the first looks at the oled switch like the hands-on sessions that reviewers are being able to do come out i'm like really considering but getting one and i don't need it but uh that screen looks fucking sick yeah like i said to you yesterday if you play handheld it looks kind of like a no-brainer well a lot of reviews i'm reading are even if you have a switch no, if it's your first switch, then obviously get this one. But they're just like, there's not enough changes. Yep, like That's, the battery's that... the same, the power's the same. It's like lower resolution. It's yeah, but not. It... It's just brighter, but like whatever. But I mean, I bought, I bought a DS Lite and then a DSi and then a 3DS and then a 3DS XL and then a new 3DS XL. Um, yeah, I don't know how many years that spans. Probably ten, twelve, maybe. Um, so maybe I am, maybe I'm due for a, uh, for a, for a switch upgrade. Maybe. Look, I don't think I'll get it. I mean, I'm not going to say never say never, but I, I, I do think this isn't the last switch update. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think the switch pro is like, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I reckon we don't get like, this is the next switch. It's like, oh, we're going to continue this great library. Yeah. It'll be like the thing. iPhone S or the PS4 pro. And that's good. I just want it to be a more powerful switch. Like, all I want is better battery life, more powerful. Yeah. Well, the OLED does 4K. have better battery life. I don't think it does. 
It, or it's, it's on par with the the updated Switch that came yeah. out a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, no, it's it's the same, uh, and it but, still uses Joy Cons, which means good for people who own a bunch, but also drift is probably very much yeah, an issue. I do have just a bag of Joy Con that don't work that I need to send Nintendo to get fixed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping for an... I I do think before we get a Switch 2 or successor that we will get the Pro or S. You know what I mean? I think that's the smart thing to do. Especially with a, like... You know, this this console more than ever is, like, a mobile device uh, that Nintendo's made. Like, I see that being, like, an interim update rather than, like, revolutionizing it. Not in the sense where it's the Wii U where they'll kind of, like, shit, it's a Wii with a thing (laughs) that you don't really use to try and make it different. I see that being kind of like a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's 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 um, it's yeah. I, I I guess there's there's an there's always like just enough coming out that you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a little while longer. Yeah, uh, and I mean, look, you and I are that very privileged position where we have two other consoles yeah. to keep us busy. I finished Death Loop. Uh, that was a vibe, and I'm uh, smashing Death Stranding director's cut. Oh man, fuck! How is it? Yeah, it's great. I'm playing it on. It's awesome. Their quality mode. So, you know, with a lot of the PS5 games, now you have an option to play, you know, uh, performance or quality. The yep. quality mode is um, 4K always and basically 60 FPS always, except in some movies it drops to like maybe 55. Right. And unnoticeable. Yeah, So, it just looks amazing. A lot of early quality of life introductions. I've already had like a new area to explore in the like first area where it's like the Metal Gear-esque missions and you get like new guns um oh, cool a new skeleton introduced early on which so you're just playing re- replaying from the start yeah i mean i think like two years away from a game i kind of forget what i've done you kind of like i finished it too so there's not much for me to do yeah the only reason i'm considered i mean i never finished it i got maybe 30 hours in um but i got so I was I like got, 80 i just became obsessed with uh with rebuilding the roads oh i can't um, wait to do that again but the uh the the way you transfer your save over, you have to physically carry like your something save. that represents your save file as Sam um, yeah. to to a new place to carry your save to like the, take over to the PlayStation Five. It's which so I think convoluted, is so great, and I but I love it because it's very Kojima. It, it that to me is him with the old uh, Slacko Manor second controller vibrating. Yeah, um, no, for from sure. the PS One, it's him just using the like the the medium of a video game to tell a story. But yeah, look, I'm loving it. Some of the quality of life introductions are awesome. Uh, it really does encourage you to like have combat with the mules now. Like you you have new melee moves. You run near them, and like new quick action buttons come up if you're sprinting. Like you can tackle, you can drop kick, or you have a new gun, which is like a I guess a Ghostbusters proton pack that like shoots electricity, and you can like knock them out. Uh, you can get a skeleton. Remember the skeletons in the game that you could use for carrying heavier stuff, but yeah, you yeah. couldn't attach stuff to them. Early on in the game, you're given like a new one which lets you attach stuff, and it also solar charges, so you don't have to run out of batteries all the time. That's awesome. So there's these nice things which kind of like I guess take away. I've seen some people say, "Oh, it makes the game a bit easy and maybe muddies the message." But for someone who's played it before, I've kind of got the point of you know those early, early I get long it, deliveries. I get it. Yeah, but I, I'm loving it, man. It's still so bonkers. There's some, there's, there's like Half-Life items I'm finding now. It's got all those post, uh, the cyberpunk oh, stuff in course, it. It's really weird. Right. Yeah, yeah. But my, one thing that I guess I didn't uh, pay attention to much in the first one, you know how you constantly get like emails from people in the game? Yeah. 
I love that they're all like gruff middle-aged men, but they're just like using emojis all the time. I just, I, I, I like, they're always smiling and like doing like crying faces, just like <laughs> really once again, destroying notions of toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to go back in on that. It's, it's, I think by the time I'm, I'm, I'm able to play it again, it'll be like exactly two years since I played it. Yeah. Um, the controller is amazing. It's probably the best haptics since um, Astro. Like it changes yeah, cool. depending what you're walking on. The the more stuff you're carrying, the harder the triggers are to like balance. It's like very very good. And the I have the Pulse headset and the 3D audio is amazing, especially with BTS and stuff. You just cool. hear them behind you. Like it's a lot easier to spot. Uh, you get rid of the animation now that played every time BTS come. Uh, yeah, just made, the game is just like it's that awesome like quality of life it's like what the next switch should be it's just like okay we listened and here are a bunch of changes yeah cool awesome i've been i've been playing sable um i'm, I'm a few hours into that i'm probably gonna finish yeah that i was one. gonna start it but then like a few days before death stranding but i was like there's only one barren uh landscape game yeah. where but also i've heard it's quite buggy so i might wait for a patch or so to come out yeah i i had a bad start like it crashed twice in the first 10 minutes but in the three hours i've played since then it's been fine cool um, i reckon we'll get a patch man. it's beautiful yeah yeah, I, I, yeah, I think demo. honestly, I think waiting for a little bit is probably a good call. Yeah, but uh, loving Death Stranding, uh, it's such a fucking vibe. Sick. Well, that yeah. has been Sorry. Hey Fam, and uh, if you want to hear us continue a, a beautiful conversation and talk about the Matrix, you can do that by heading to Patreon.com/slash Hey Fam. Five dollars a month gets you a bonus episode of Hey Fam every single week. We call it Pay Fam, and uh, throughout the next few months in Pay Fam, we will be going through every single movie by the Wachowskis in the lead up to. It the is the Wachowski Pod. <laughs> yeah, the Wachowski Pod. Is what we're calling it. Uh, we um, have one up already. We both uh, popped our Bound Cherry and watched that, their first feature film. Absolutely adored that movie. Um, and yep. uh, this week we were revisiting The Matrix. Um, yep. Movie that Angus has watched twice in the last week, which is fucking incredible. Well done, Angus. Um, it's such a good movie, man. It's fucking hell. I remembered every scene. I, I, yeah, I'll go into it in the ad, but I, I honestly think I've seen that movie over like... It might be the second watch, most watched movie since Star Wars for me. Like, it was my first DVD. That's so I amazing. knew, like, every music beat, every line, every shot. And it was, like, you know, I was 14 or whatever. So, like, I, I, I like, just wanked over that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear us wank uh, in, in unison over Zoom uh, for the next hour over at uh, patreon.com slash heyfam. We're also going to try and... Um, I, I've, I've now watched all of the Star Wars visions. So Oh, um, tight. We need to. Oh, fuck, uh, we forgot to speak about that. Well, well, we'll do it in PayFam. It's going to be an amazing yeah. PayFam this week, everybody. Matrix, What'd you think Star of it? Wars Visions. Oh, dude, what an incredible collection of uh, of shorts. I think the the first half I preferred more, like the first like four or five. It gets very I serious. Love the last one, love that one so much. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Look, there there are only like maybe one or two that I didn't like. Um, and they were just they, they were just ones that I felt were very slow, like the Elder. Mm. I thought was like that felt you know, like yeah, a, that, a that, Western I, anime. Like a, I found that too, but that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I guess maybe that's like people like boring Star Wars stuff. I, what I loved mm. about it was that uh, about the whole thing is that like Japanese people fucking love Kyber crystals because oh, like everything is about Kyber crystals. They all, I feel like five or six of the shorts like Kyber crystals play a big big part. So they are, they are yeah. big big prequel trilogy fans in Japan. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really did love the universe of Ocho and Lop as well. Me too. I thought that that was one of the strongest ones. And like, from an animation wise, Ocho and Lop, Lop and Ocho, and um, 
and the, the final one, the studio, the Science Saru produced one. That was gorgeous. Two of the best. Like, and like, I love the styles of animation for those two. Anyway, let's what talk about it. What did you think it. of, uh, tease me on, what did you think of the ninth Jedi? Um, I, one of the ones that I thought was very slow to start, I like appreciated that they were trying to set up this, like, you know, very, very future um, mm. things that are in the future but like man what an incredible payoff I loved yeah I loved some I was of the like, best action th- and, and the the moment when they when they light up the, the, the lightsaber <laughs> so fucking cool like that was that, um, was, that reminded me of like, like if George Lucas had made the sequels because you know how he's like not a fan of nostalgia and was like oh Force Awakens was too much of a retro movie like it just yeah, referenced sure. my it reminded me like there's no X-Wings there's no TIE Fighters there's no like recognisable iconography besides a lightsaber and I was like this kind of reminds me, like, if Lucas had made episode seven. Yeah, no, to me too. That was that was, that was very, very fucking good. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about it um, and the Matrix yeah. over at PayFam. So please head over to patreon.com slash PayFam. $5 a month is all it costs for you to access hundreds of, uh, of episodes of PayFam that we've done previously. And more importantly, the episode we're about to do right now. So come and join us for what is sure to be a perfect episode of PayFam. And you get access to our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we'll see you at the next one. See you there. And Chris Pratt is Mario. Hey! Bam, bam, bam.